Nancy Pelosi herself, who's you know a um, member of Congress, and her husband has been dinged for this. Um, They're getting she, a ton of publicity right now. That's they for really sure. are. They really are. Um, but she has said that she wants to pass you know laws that restrict congressional trading. But until then, um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Because I mean, like I said, it was a perk of being in Congress. They're not going to want to take that away sure. from themselves. Okay. Everybody, welcome to the Angel Research Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Stutman. And as usual, we are here today to discuss the market's hottest stock stories and investment opportunities. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about insider trading with Mr. Alexander Bolden, who is the founder and managing editor of Insider Stakeout. Uh, Insider Stakeout is an investment advisory that tracks the trading activity of the so-called smart money out there. Now, that's not to say that these people are necessarily uh, smarter than you and I, but let's face it, they have access to information that us retail investors are not necessarily privy to. So um, as a result, these people tend to outperform the market, which is why Alex keeps tabs on them. Um, His strategy has done very well this year. The S&P 500 is down about 17% year to date. Last that I checked, and I'm looking at the last uh, 10 trades that Alex has made, eight of them are winners. So some things that we're going to talk about today, exactly what insider trading is, um, exactly what Alex's strategy entails, the exact kinds of people that he is tracking, and uh, maybe we're even going to get into some specific uh, insider trading activity that Alex is seeing right now. Um, Quick disclaimer, nothing that we say here today is personal or financial advice. Um, We can give you the tools and the insights that you need to make uh, great investment decisions, but we can make those decisions for you. So, uh, oh, also please like and subscribe uh, and comment, give us some love. Um, With all that out of the way, Alex, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. It's good to have you here. Um, Usually we start off with just a little bit of quick background. Uh, So maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. And more importantly, uh, you know, give us a rundown of what Insider Stakeout is and uh, maybe how you came up with the idea. Yeah, sure. So um, in terms of investing, I've been in the markets for 20 years, started investing when I was a teenager. Um, And then I bought my first single stock and that was pretty much what did it for me. Uh, it got me hooked. Uh, it was GameStop. I bought it at like $2. Um, and that was before the meme stock kind of revolution. So I felt kind of, you know, felt good about myself for getting in on that. A little bit ahead of the curve there. Yeah, a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, and then, you know, I started getting interested in, in insider trading with like the Martha Stewart's. The uh, Bernie Madoffs, the the white collar crimes, um, sort of getting interested in that, and then I realized that Congress, um, up until recently, could trade on material non public information. Up until recently, that that was a perk of being in Congress, so it kind of piqued my interest, and I started seeing all all the news stories about how all these insiders were making money. So I figured, hey, why not? build a system that tracks the insiders and and see how it does. Sure. Um, So maybe we could kind of step back a a bit and just kind of define what we're we're talking about when we say insider trading. Because I think when most people hear insider trading, they immediately think that it's illegal. Like, I know what you're doing is perfectly legal because you're just tracking what these insiders are doing. But uh, maybe you can kind of, uh, you know, 
help us define what what you're talking about when you say insider trading and and the, the different kinds of insider trading. Yeah, sure. Um, so insider trading that is illegal is when you trade stock based on private information that the public doesn't know about. If you're the CEO of a company and you make a trade and you don't disclose that information or you tell a friend about it and they trade on it, that's illegal and there's a huge fine and jail time. So obviously nobody wants to get dinged for that. Um, So basically it's kind of like a loophole. Um, Top level executives at companies can trade stock and they know all the information. We know that they know all the information that's sure. coming up. It would be um, naive to think otherwise. Yeah. So all they have to do is disclose that information to the SEC. And then hopefully uh, everything is hunky-dory. Um, and it's not really for up to us to decide that. We're just looking at the information and, and then giving it out. Sure. So. so you don't know exactly what they know, but you're working off the assumption that they are trading off of information like that. Yes, exactly. Okay. So who you, you mentioned, you know, CEOs and, you know, maybe CFOs, but who exactly are you tracking? Is it just the C-suite executives or is it other people as well? So I like to track the C-suite executives who are like the CEOs, CFOs, uh, COOs. Um, they have more information than, say, directors or 10% owners. Um, those people are really just kind of funneling money in and out. Um, but I also l- like to look at hedge funds, um, institutional investors, um, kind of like your Warren Buffetts. Um, and then also it's a good thing to to see how politicians are trading as well. Um, all that information is available online and it, it just kind of sheds light on what new laws might be upcoming that will affect stocks in the future. Okay. And of all those individuals and groups, are there any, is there any specific group that you find to provide, uh, that they may provide more actionable information or, or that their trades tend to be more reliable in terms of uh, performance? I think the, the C-suite execs are the most important. Um, with the politicians and the hedge funds, they uh, report information months um, after the fact, um, that's just how their their regulations work. Sure. So that information, I guess, is kind of delayed. It's so you delayed. Yeah. So you don't trade on it as much, or I wouldn't use that to make a trade. Okay. Um, but I would use it to inform kind of the direction um, or sentiment in a stock. Okay. So there's definitely a legal push right now. Uh, you know, speaking of the politicians making trades, um, at least there recently was a, a, a push uh, to basically ban them from from trading. Um, because a lot of times you'll have, they'll have knowledge of a bill, that major bill that's going to pass. It can impact entire industries. Um, I think, uh, well, you know, first question, do you ever think that that's, that that's going to happen? Are we going to see a, a ban on congressional members uh, making trades? Or I think that the public wants that. Um, the American people probably want that. Um, I mean, Nancy Pelosi herself, who's, you know, a member of Congress and her husband has been dinged for this. Um, They're getting a ton of publicity right now. They really are. They really are. Um, But she has said that she wants to pass, you know, laws that restrict congressional trading. But until then, um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Because, I mean, like I said, it was a perk of being in Congress. They're not going to want to take that away from themselves. Yeah. And I think, I mean, hey, at this point, she's been doing it for the last, like, I mean, almost longer than I've been alive. She's yeah. been she's been in Congress. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, I guess that that doesn't really screw her that much. Uh, I have some numbers here. Um, her net worth uh, over the last couple of years has ballooned from $32 million to $115 million, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously much higher than her, uh, her congressional salary. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's pretty suspicious. Um, we also have the recent, um, her, you know, Paul Pelosi, her husband, uh, recently bought some some shares of a stock uh, surrounding a, a, you know some legislation that's coming through. Could you kind of inform the the audience about that a little bit? Yeah. So the mainstream media is definitely up in arms about this. Um, and I mean, he's a prolific trader. Like if you look at his trades, he's very um, timely. He's good at timing the market, which is not something that you know you can really do. Um, that well, and he just seems to be very good at it. Well, it's certainly um, convenient. It's very convenient. Um, what he's doing is buying calls on stocks that are in the money so he can purchase them for lower than the market price. And he did that on NVIDIA. Um, so he bought a, he bought 20,000 shares for around $100 when it was trading at $160. Um, and know, why, he, why NVIDIA? Because there is a um, there are two bills going through Congress, um, the CHIPS Act and the FABS Act, which will give something like $52 million um, and tax breaks to domestic chip makers. Um, and NVIDIA is a, a chip maker. So he's betting that uh, that's going to pay off in the future. Sure. And that's just a coincidence, right? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so, so quick. So, is, is Paul some kind of trading genius, or is he uh, maybe participating in some uh, some insider trading here? What do we think? It's it's not for us. It's not up for us to decide. <laughs> sure. but We're... it's very uh, suspicious. No, absolutely not. Okay. Thank you. All right. Fair enough. Uh, that's a very uh, P- PC or, you know, that's a safe <laughs> answer that you're giving us here. Um, and it's not just Congress either who's participating in, in, in a lot of this. Uh, I, I pulled this headline uh, yesterday. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, former Apple exec tasked with enforcing insider trading rules admits to insider trading. That was from <laughs> 9 to 5 Mac, which, I, you know, that's the irony uh, there is pretty uh, is pretty crazy. Um, so, look, there's a lot of inside trades happening all the time. Um, I was, you know, in preparing for this podcast, I was looking at the the list, and there's you know there's dozens that are that are coming in every day. So obviously you're not you're you're doing a lot more than just copying every single trade. Um, it's not that simple. Uh, so how do you select? Um, you know, obviously you're using these trades to inform your own. How do you uh, you know what are you looking for there? Are there you know specific metrics or anything like that? So the first thing I look at is is cluster buying, where you see multiple insiders buying on the same stock around the same price and around the same time. Sure. Um, And that really shows you that they're confident in the future prospects or there is something coming up that they know about that the general public doesn't know about. Yep. Um, And I think that's one of the most important indicators. Um, And we also look at um, like a few fundamental things. I like to look at volume because that might show you something that um, is can't be seen um, through these filings with the SEC. Um, you might have, you know, them. We kind of call it the like family and friends indicator, where other people kn- who know about it are now buying in, and it's now becoming a trend. And you see the volume spike, and you know, hopefully that 
trade goes in your favor at that point. Okay, so you were mentioning, uh, you know, uh, C-suite executives maybe, you know, knowing that something was going to go down. I know you recently made a trade on a, an EV maker. Um, that the uh, the timing of, of that insider buying and then an announcement that came out was was very suspicious, and I think it kind of speaks to the, uh, you know, how your strategy works. Maybe you can give us a little bit of detail on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give away the name of the company because we actually bought it again um, because I do like it so much. Um, but sure, you're, you're, you have you have paying subscribers, and you don't yes. you don't want to give away the information. It wouldn't be fair to them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so we I, I found in last November. Um, the CEO of a EV maker, uh, and it's a pe- you know penny stock. Um, they were they bought. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure the exact number. Um, he bought a he bought a, a he, shit ton of shares. Basically, he did. He did. He bought he bought a large number of shares, and it was just a big number. Um, it was something like 200. It, it was over 230 million dollars worth of, of shares. Sure. So. That kind of raised alarm bells. Um, and then, you know, months later, we just found out last month that they announced deals with um, a big supply chain. Um, well, it's Walmart and uh, the U.S. Army. Yeah. So uh, the stock, you know, skyrocketed. It went up 100 percent sure. just on that news. So, yeah. So we're I mean, it's. You know, very likely that that the guy was aware of this information beforehand. Um, yes. I mean, obviously, you know, if he had bought it, you know, you said how long ago was it? It was in November. November. So. Okay. So yeah, he wasn't aware of the market crash that was coming, but he was he was probably aware of that information. So yeah. you you actually had the benefit of kind of being able to wait wait that out. You waited out the the market crash, and you happened to just kind of purchase these shares like a week or week or so before. Yes. Did did you was there any volume indication that kind of sparked that trade for you? Because you know I know you use a combination mm-hmm. of, of these factors. So another thing I, I like to look at is the um, it's called the RSI, the Relative Strength Index. Yep. And the market drop was kind of working in our favor at this point because the RSI measures uh, speed and magnitude of daily stock price movements. Okay. And it can tell you whether a stock is oversold or overbought. Um. And in this case, it was oversold. So when that happened, we bought in, and then it reversed to the upside. Okay, that makes so. that makes sense. So you're basically looking at a combination of uh, forms that these insiders or the smart money is required to follow, plus this, you know, an RSI, which is a is a volume indicator, and that kind of gives you indi- uh, you know an indication that that people are money's flowing into the stock, and maybe that that's around the time that you're going to purchase. Um, it, what about any other recent activity that you're seeing right now or that you've seen over the last couple of weeks uh, that, that is, you know, kind of sparking your attention? Yeah, th- there's something interesting going on with Twitter. Um, I know that with the, you know, I've been following the Elon Musk uh, Twitter deal. And so it just made me interested in it. And I, uh, I looked up the Form 4s, which, you know, the insiders have to file with the SEC um, and found that the uh, Saudi Prince had purchased $20 million worth of stock. Um, and it says that he's a possible 10% owner on the forum. Uh, and I was, thought, I was like, oh, that, that's kind of interesting. And then he sold it five days later for a loss. Um, so it makes me think that there's something going on uh, with that sale. Maybe he knows something that's coming up. Um, and, you know, the trial is coming up too. So depending on whether Musk has to purchase it. Um, I mean, I, I know he's lawyered up, so hopefully he doesn't have to. But yeah, um, yeah. 
there could be a big swing either way. So do you think that that sale is more indicative of a short opportunity or are you kind of just like, you know, since he purchased and then sold, it's kind of like, is that just kind of even out or? It's hard to say. I mean, I'm watching it um, and it could be a short opportunity. I mean, uh, Twitter's PE, like price to earnings, is like 160, which is really, really high. Sure. Um, So unless unless they beat earnings or something, uh, there could be definitely a downtrend in that stock. Okay. Are there any specific uh, individuals or groups that you like to follow? I know we talked about kind of these like broader categories, like, you know, the executives, but are there actually any like individuals or specific hedge funds that you think are particularly reliable or? Uh... Yeah. I mean, we could just go back to uh, Warren Buffett. Um, his Berkshire Hathaway is is a very good way to track um, large amounts. I mean, he buys billions of dollars worth of, of stock. And we actually have one um, pick in the portfolio that he's a 20% owner of now, and he's just been steadily buying shares this year. So um, we're feeling pretty good about that pick. Sure. Uh, how often do you uh, do you guys like to make trades in, uh, in Insider Stakeout? I like to do it on a weekly basis. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Uh, we're kind of at the whim of uh, when these trades come in and, and when they're filed and you know, a lot of the times insiders will, if there's market sentiment to the upside, they'll they'll start buying more. So um, we kind of wait and see, but I like to do it weekly, um, if not bi-weekly. So. Okay, great. Well, look, I mean, based on your last 10 trades that I looked at, it looks like you're doing really, really well. Um, if anyone wants access to that, they to your trades, what do they do? They just sign up to Insider Stakeout or... Yeah, you can sign up to Insider Stakeout and see for yourself. Um, I... I have a guidebook um, that gives you everything you need to know, how to make these trades yourself, what to look for, what I'm looking for. And, um, and yeah, we just keep trucking along, trying to make, make some good trades. Okay, great. Look, we're going to put a link in the description so that if anyone wants to you know, check out Insider Stakeout, see if it's right for them, they can uh, do that. Uh, anyone who's watching, please like and subscribe, uh, comment, all that jazz, show us some love. Uh, Alex, uh, it was great to have you on the show. Uh, I, I think that you know you should definitely come back soon, and we kind of can talk about some some more of this uh, these you know shady insider trades that are going on because I think this is a super interesting topic. And, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it'd be good to have you again. Cool, thank you. All right.